Hi, I'm Kendall Gilding and welcome to My 30 Minutes with Kerry Hess. Kerry is one of Australia's most prolific and successful fashion illustrators. She's worked with Vogue, Tiffany & Co, Cartier, Louis Vuitton and more. But how did the Brisbane-born artist start her career in Europe and what impact is social media having on the success of artists today, even if it is Ariana Grande that's sliding into your DMs? I hope you enjoy My 30 Minutes with Kerry Hess. Kerry, welcome. It's always a joy to catch up. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to chat with you today. You started drawing and sketching at a young age. Tell me how you started your career as an artist. At what point did you realise that you had a gift? I think for me that art was just always something that I really loved from a young age. And I know it was around kind of eight or nine that I really begged my my mum Uh, to send me to art classes on the weekend. And so it really started from there. Um, I know other kids were like really into sports. And for me, it was always about drawing and painting. And it wasn't something that I thought would would end up being my my job or my career. But um, I just knew I loved it. So I pursued it for that reason. And then later on, I studied graphic design uh, here in Brisbane, because I thought I would have to get a real job. Um, and so that was still creative and I still really enjoyed it. So, um, graphic design was the path that I thought I would take as far as my career. Um, but my first job was in London as a graphic designer at the independent newspaper magazines. And it just happened that one week we were missing a stock image and we were about to go to press and it was a weekly magazine. So really short, tight deadlines. And I always sketched in my free time. So I thought maybe I could save the day here with sketching, you know, a drawing of a woman because it was a fashion article. And I did that. It went to press and that was the first time I was published. And from there, brands just started to get in touch. And this is over 20 years ago. It's a long time ago. And I just decided to save up and see if I could make it as an artist for one year. And that's what I have been doing ever since. So more than 23 years now, I think, 22 years. How old were you when you were in London and you decided to sketch this image? I was 19. Yeah. So I'd actually only done two years of my degree in graphic design and always thought I will come back and finish my degree and um, I just happened to get a job over there as a graphic designer and move into this other path. So I think it's it's one of those things where you never really know what path you're going to have and opportunities present themselves and sometimes you just have to go with it and take the opportunity when it comes up. You went on to live in Paris for a couple of years. Anyone that's seen your art, it clearly has influenced your style. What impact did the City of Light have on you, but also on your work? Oh, so much. I think Paris, for anyone who is creative, you just, you get off the plane and you just notice so many little beautiful attentions to detail all over the city. And it could be the wrapping of your you know, sweets from the local boulangerie, or it could be the flower store on the corner. There's just so many beautiful moments of 
beautiful detail in Paris and architecture. I think all of those things have kind of come into my work a lot. I always was obsessed with Paris, but then living there, I think uh, it really it really came into my work. And the feeling of fashion and couture and fashion as art, um, I think has come into my work a lot as well. I don't often illustrate kind of ready-to-wear current trend-based um, looks just because I'm a bit more obsessed with the like fantasy version of fashion. So couture, I think, is um, I'm not wearing it, but I'm drawing it. So <laughs> I think that's the thing that I'm obsessed with. You did have a solo exhibition in Paris, Original Works. That does sound like the ultimate goal for any artist. Did you find that nerve-wracking? Was it exciting? I think it was 20% excitement, 80% pure stress <laughs> and nerves. And no, I was obviously very excited, but I think when you're an artist and you're putting your work, original artwork, out there on display for people to come and look at in person, there's something about it that is just incredibly um, stressful in the lead up to an exhibition. I love doing exhibitions, but I always get incredibly nervous before an exhibition opens. And this one in Paris was my first solo exhibition. And even more so the uh, the owner of the hotel, which is La Maurice, it's a beautiful space. Um, Picasso and um, Salvador Dali have exhibited in the very space where my little exhibition was going to be, so no pressure. Um, they had asked me to do a speech in French if I could because I do speak um, just enough French to get by from my time living there. And so I was doubly nervous about that as well and I wrote my little speech on the morning of the exhibition on a napkin and that was almost more, as a person who is quite, uh, quiet and more of an introvert, I think the speech was as nerve-wracking as showing the artwork. <laughs> so, um, but it was fine. I think my Australian ac accent when I spoke was perhaps en endearing. I, I'm not really sure, but um, people were very warm and kind afterwards. So that was that was a good experience. I'm sure they loved it. <laughs> One of the funny things about art is you spend all this time creating work in the lead up. So really all mm. that pressure and stress is on you. But then kind of the day that it happens, you're free to just let your art speak for itself. You've done the work and I guess you have to just let everything go. Yes. How was your work received that night? Really, really well. And, you know, there were so many people there. Most people I didn't know because it was in Paris. I had a handful of friends that I knew from my time living there, but a lot of people I didn't know and a lot of journalists I didn't know. And in some way that almost made it easier because I felt like, you know, if it all goes terribly, it's it's in another country. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it did go really well. So, um yeah, I just went with it. And you just have to push yourself um, to do those things that scare you a little bit sometimes. And it almost always works out in the end. And if there are hitches behind the scenes, uh, which there almost always is, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to go with it and, uh, you know, no one really knows. They say everything good and worthwhile happens outside <laughs> of your comfort zone. That's, so I think that's true. I, I think that's really true. I think it is. Hmm. 
Your love of fashion has seen you work with some of the biggest fashion houses in the world. That includes Tiffany & Co, Cartier, Louis Vuitton. Your illustrations also featured in Vogue on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Is there a particular fashion job that's a highlight for you? I think for me there was a bit of a turning point in my career with which coincided with a particular job. And it was the moment where I started to move more into painting in watercolour. Um, and at around that time, a job came up with Louis Vuitton and it was a global um, collaboration, which, again, is a little daunting in itself. And they actually asked me to come up with a way of showcasing their cruise collection and their classics collection and it would be something that everyone could download and it felt like a really big project but I came up with the idea of creating those little paper dolls if you remember them from when you're a kid you might be too young Kendall no I know Uh, exactly what you mean Uh, but they certainly had them in my generation where you cut out the paper dolls and cut out the little outfits and you can change the outfits so we did that for Louis Vuitton and we had these Louis Louis women and uh, all of the corresponding outfits. So it was like a little a little dream job and they loved the idea and I, I did the whole job just in watercolour and brushes and that was a moment where I kind of moved into fine art as well as collaborating because up to that point it had been a lot of commercial jobs and I still loved doing that but um, that was a moment of teaching myself how to paint in watercolour. So that was probably about 12 years ago. And um, so it's memorable for that reason as That's well. That's beautiful. From fashion, and you talk about collaborations in terms of working with businesses, one of the works that you've recently done is working with a hotel you have a Kerry Hess suite at the Langham in Melbourne. What did that job entail? And tell us what the Kerry Hess suite is. Well, I should preface with that the phone call for that job coming through was one where I literally nearly fell off my chair because I never thought in my wildest dreams that a brand that I really admire, Langham brand, would ever come knocking on my door and say, we would love you to create a suite in your name. I mean, that is just not something you picture when you're drawing and sketching as a little girl. Anyway, I got over that and said, yes, I would love to do it. And I I was really lucky because the, the, the hotel let me really come up with um, a real, a really unique kind of vision for the, for the hotel room, for the suite, which was creating this Paris apartment with parquet floors and lots of pink and beige, grey, gold furniture. So really the complete opposite of a normal hotel room, which is typically pretty masculine and um, doesn't have a huge amount of character. So we wanted to do something really, uh, really special and really different. And it started with the artworks. So there was about five or six um, original custom artworks and they were all in those kind of colours and they were very much inspired by uh, an old Dior atelier, so like an old Dior um, fashion house. Uh, So that was really the inspiration to begin with and then all of the furnishings and custom fabrics and everything went from there. So it was a dream project. It was really a dream project and it, it, it really feels like a little Paris apartment in Melbourne. 
When you go there, it must feel a bit like your own little room. <laughs> it's very strange. I'm not going to lie because my name is outside the outside the room on a little gold plaque and um, I feel very comfortable there because it's all the kind of colours that I love and it's been really well received, which is which is lovely. There is a very symbiotic relationship between fashion and art and you mentioned mm. that before. We see that with the likes of, say, Karl Lagerfeld. Can you ever imagine yourself, your art becoming fashion? Could we see a Kerry Hess couture line one day? Oh, you know, it's it's funny that you mention that because when I was a teenager, I had a moment where I thought I wanted to actually be a fashion designer and I did work experience for uh, a fashion brand in Brisbane and they helped me with like learning how to sew and all of the realities of being a fashion designer. And I just realised that the actual fashion part was not my happy place. It was drawing the looks. It was painting the outfits and sketching um, kind of the behind-the-scenes mood board of the collection, not actually making the dresses. And sometimes I think you have to try something to know that it's not that moment, that part of uh, a job isn't for you. So I'm not sure. I did actually do a range of shoes um, that were made in Italy a few years ago. So that was a really fun project with a, um, you know, a house from Italy that knew what they were doing and I just came up with the style. Um, so that was really great. But I don't know. You never know what could be in the future. I know that my happy place is drawing and painting though. So that's that's probably where I'll I'll stay. You don't always draw and paint fashion, but largely that is your creative outlet. That is your process. Yeah. Do you ever feel compelled to try other styles, genres sometimes? I am asked this a lot, but not really. I I just feel like fashion and beauty is my is my lane, <laughs> and I think it's okay as an artist to not necessarily be everything to everyone. I think it's okay to find that thing that you really love. I think if I started doing landscapes, it would be really strange. Um, although you know, street scenes and buildings and architecture are part of my work, but I'm pretty happy to stick with my little area of fashion and beauty. I just, it's what I find most joyful to paint and sketch. So I think that's what you should stick with, the thing that you really love. I agree. Mm. And what you know you're good at. Yeah, that's right. You are a treasure trove of fascinating stories. You have painted live at a wedding quite recently in Qatar. You've painted yes. a portrait at the request of Ariana Grande. I can't imagine what it was like the day she slid into your DMs. <laughs> um, one of the other great stories that you have, tell me about the time you were flown to America to paint live at the anniversary party of a famous couple. Well, that was one of those crazy experiences that I will never forget. I literally went from my normal life here in Brisbane, which is is painting, but also very real life school drop-offs and, you know, all of that, to five days in San Diego at this crazy private event where I was hired to paint uh, for two hours at this beautiful tea party 
and there was a pool where the whole pool was filled with roses and I did steal that idea for my wedding. I'm not going to lie. I, just, I noticed that and I never forgot how beautiful it was and so I just thought, oh, if, if you know, I'm going to keep that, keep that in mind. Um, but it was a beautiful event and there were other uh, people that the couple flew in as well. There was Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott and it was just a just one of those experiences that I think, um, you know, I'll never forget. And sometimes I just think I can't believe that painting and drawing has sent me on some of these crazy experiences that I would never have had otherwise. And I always feel very grateful for it. And I mean, obviously, I was back home five days later to back to normal life. And, um, you know, it's just something that I'll I'll think about probably when I'm when I'm a, a grandma and I can't believe the things that I've managed to do um, like that. This was an event where they've literally flown you over there and the only brief was that you had to paint, it was the wife of the couple? Yes. Because she was going to be wearing a specific gown? Yes, she was going to be wearing a very beautiful custom Monique Lillier um, couture dress Um for one of the events, but I was to paint her in the dress at this beautiful tea party for the ladies. And yeah, again, it was just an amazing experience. And she got to keep the the piece at the end of it that was part of the project. And so it was really nice. It also did coincide at that time of moving into painting big canvases, which um, was kind of new. It was something I taught myself how to do because that's in acrylic. You can't paint watercolour on, onto canvas. So I was teaching myself both of those things at the time and I think putting out there um, this work that I'm doing on canvases, you know, probably sparked the idea from um, the lady stylist who was who got in contact with me. So sometimes I think it's just doing the things that, you really love and putting it out there and you'll end up probably doing more of those things because people have seen it and think oh I love that idea I'd love to do it for you know my brand or whatever so I think it's it's another reason to do the things that you love and uh, the universe will probably want you to do more and more of it. You signed a non-disclosure agreement, so we'll never know who the couple no. were other than that they were incredibly famous and that, yes, the entertainment included <laughs> Missy Elliott and Christina Aguilera. I do recall you telling me you ended up on the dance floor at the end of that night too. So you were yes. dancing along with just all these celebrities. It was, yes, it was a very, very, very bizarre experience, but one I'll never forget. <laughs> And cannot share any photos <laughs> no. of. No phones <laughs> no. were allowed. No, the very big document that I signed. So no, I can't say who it was for. I'm sorry. Speaking of photos, your Instagram, you've got more than 300,000 followers. In the modern world, social media seems to be a fairly strong business strategy. What role does it play in your life as a, a personal element, but also from a business point of view? Oh, I think social media is so important now for artists, every kind of artist, because it gives you a chance to put your work out there and get feedback and ask uh, those, you know, amazing people in your community what they think and what they would like to see next. And I think it allows artists to build this really authentic community. It doesn't have to be a big community. It can be quite small. It, the, the most important thing is that 
they're engaged with you and that they care about what you're doing and that you engage with them equally. And I think it's become really interesting now because the big brands are seeing how important that is and how their relationships with their customers are not necessarily perhaps as strong as perhaps an artist might have with their community as as uh, an individual person. So, yeah, I think it's really amazing. And it didn't exist in the beginning of my career. Just it just we just didn't have it yet. So, I think yeah, for those who are of that younger generation that are just starting out now, I think that it's such a huge advantage to have a place where you can share your work and connect with those who really like it in a really authentic way. Instagram did only come about in around, say, 2010. So we're only yes. talking in the last 10 years. Your career yeah. has spanned an extra decade to that. Yes. How did you get word out in the early days? How different yeah. was your business strategy and contacting people or making relationships to find meaningful work? Yeah, it was completely different uh, back then. And I think back then too, because of uh, technology not being where it is today, you as an artist, you really, and we've talked about this before, you really had to be picked by someone. You had to be discovered by, you know, an art gallery or a book publisher. You had to be discovered in order to make it as an artist. And now it's very different. You can create your own platform. You can essentially pick yourself. And um, that's just really amazing. I mean, back when I started, I absolutely did any and every job that came along. It was, I couldn't believe I was being paid to to paint and draw in the first place, to be totally honest. I was so grateful that um, that, that was what I was doing as my job. Uh, so I definitely did lots of unglamorous, high volume uh, jobs that I don't post on Instagram um, back then. And thankfully now, you know, a big part of my business is my own work which I can manage to my own schedule um, and collaborate a little bit more when it's something that's really interesting creatively to me or that fits in with my life now. So I, I, I don't do quite as many collaborations now, but the ones that I do I really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, it's a very different different world now for artists, I think. You mentioned that it is a good space for people who are starting out because Instagram effectively works like their own marketing team. Yes. But do you think technology has also reversed how we value something like art? We live in a culture where people want things immediately, delayed mm. gratification is not something we're very used to. How has that maybe reversed how we value art? Oh, I think there's pros and cons because I know that um, it was only – I think only about 10 years ago that most art was bought in person, but now most art is bought online. So um, I think on that side of things, it's really good because if you're an artist and you want to start something really small and, you know, a small side hustle that you want to test out and see if people like it, we're now used to buying art online. So it's not a huge stretch to try try it out without having to put on a huge in-person event in a traditional gallery. So I think that's really great. I don't know. I also think that we still really value 
work that's done by hand. And I know digital art is a big thing now and uh, all of the computers have art um, software, but I still think we appreciate original art that's been done by hand. I still think there'll always be a place for that. That's where I find my my joy is painting by hand. And I realised myself that painting in watercolour and painting in acrylics by hand was just so much more joyful and calming and meditative for me. Um, and so that's also part of the reason that I wanted to help other people uh, find that joy as well with the masterclasses online in painting that we've talked about a few times. Um, and so I think that we'll always appreciate that because it is a really beautiful process as opposed to just doing something digitally. Let's touch on that. Your business does involve lots of different facets. So as you say, you paint and sell art, you do events, you do do commissioned work, sometimes collaborations, perhaps you're painting originals to sell on. You did recently film an online art course and this was so that you could teach others at home. It was a great move because you've been doing this kind of thing well before something like coronavirus happened where people have found themselves at home. So you are already looking to connect with people who were at home and looking for a way to, maybe it's their own meditation, maybe it's an upskill, perhaps it's just a personal hobby. How important for you has it been to look at multiple streams of income and just brand awareness and different avenues of work? I think it's really important and I think any artist probably wears a few different hats, to be honest, because it is uh, one of those things where the world is changing so quickly, first of all, and for me, I really wanted to create these online courses because it had been in my mind for many years and getting over the idea of filming on camera, which is something that terrified me in all honesty, was something that took a few, a couple of years actually um, to get over and accept and just, you know, just just do it. <laughs> um and I I didn't realise how much I would enjoy it. I didn't realise how much I would enjoy connecting with those doing the courses and learning how to paint. And I also didn't realise how, how good it would be for my own schedule too. And I think, you know, that is also something that you have to keep in mind. I think different income streams is really important, but also it's what kind of schedule do I want to be living and a lot of the collaborations with fashion brands and beauty brands, whilst they probably look really fabulous on Instagram, they often involve travel and very short deadlines. And the reality of doing them is sometimes, you know, as a parent, quite quite full on and quite hard to work into a schedule at the very last minute because they often very uh, last minute uh, situations. So I think for me that creating the masterclass was something that I knew I could, you know, create in my own schedule and then do the live sessions with the students at a time that I knew I could give all of my energy to and really be present and there for them as opposed to sometimes when jobs come up with with brands and it's sometimes like not the not the best time and you just feel like, oh, I wish we could move this a little bit later because my son has a school play this week and that I often found um, quite difficult. So I think 
that the multiple income streams is really important, but also figuring out how you want your week to look. And, you know, it's very different when you're, for me, it was very different in my 20s when, you know, I didn't have a son and I could travel at the drop of a hat and it was all very different. But now I just feel like um, travel is wonderful, but I try and not be away too much. And I also didn't realize how much I would enjoy teaching students how to paint. I, I feel like it's not so much about myself. It feels like helping other people and that is the best feeling in the world and I didn't realize how much I would enjoy that. So it's been a really lovely thing. The irony is that although you are shy from the camera, you are breathtaking to watch paint. And it is very therapeutic even just to watch. So I'm very grateful that you did branch out into that area. Thank you. Just quickly, you've achieved huge success in lots of different areas. I feel like your career in many ways is just getting started as well. What's left for you? Uh, Well, there's two things that are on the horizon. One is we've just we're in the middle of filming the advanced version of the masterclass. So that will be really into watercolour and drawing, drawing faces, figures, hands, all of those things that um, people find really stressful and that I knew was really difficult for me in the beginning. So that is a big project. And then the other one, which I did mention to you a little while ago, is uh, working on a book. And uh, it is I can't say what the title is or exactly what it's about yet, but I'm really excited about it. It's heavily illustrated. There's, I think, nearly 250 illustrations. So it's been a really big project and writing it has been a big project. Um, And it's not going to be out until, I think, mid-2021. So it's still a little while away, but there's still a fair bit of work to do on it. But it's been a really lovely creative project and one of those things that I'm just really excited to be to be working on as a really different project to anything else um so yeah that's they're the two things that are coming up wonderful it's good to see that you can still find wholesome work that I can see on your face (laughs) brings you to life so it's great that you're still finding those projects at this point in your career Kerry Hess thank you so much for catching up with me oh thanks Kendall it's lovely to chat to you too 